sushi. Blood simple. Even if you're the Pope of Rome, President of the United States, or Man of the Year, something can always go wrong. In Russia, everyone pulls for everyone else. That's the theory, anyway. In Texas, you're on your own. Abby's husband, Julian Marty, gave her a little pearl-handled 38 for their first anniversary. She'd better leave before she uses it on him. Abby thinks Marty's mentally ill. Or maybe she is. Boyfriend Ray asks what she'll do in Houston. She'll figure something out. The couple sleeps together. Marty calls and asks Ray if he's having a good time. The phone disconnects. Ray tells Abby it was Marty. Private detective Lauren Visser shows Marty photos of Abby sleeping with Ray, Marty's employee. They'd rest every few minutes and then get started again. Marty says in Greece they would cut off the head of the messenger that brought the bad news. Visser says one, he doesn't know what the story is in Greece, but in Texas they've got very definite laws about that. Two, Visser's not a messenger, he's a private investigator. And three, and most important, it isn't such bad news. Marty first thought Abby was cheating with a black man. Marty says if he needs Visser, he'll get in touch. He throws cash at Visser. Visser says Marty should call him whenever he wants to cut off Visser's head. He can always crawl around without it. Marty asks bartender Maurice if Ray has come in yet. Marty says he's not there if he does. Abby has three bullets in a small cardboard box in her purse. She finds the handbag with a pearl-handled revolver in it. Ray ensures Abby got what she wanted. He asks why she'd want to leave all Marty's luxury items. She just wants to leave Marty. Ray says he'll drop her at his place. She warns him against going to the bar. Ray asks Marty if he's fired or if Marty wants to hit him. Marty says he doesn't want to talk to Ray. Ray says he might as well quit. Marty asks if Ray's having a good time. Marty owes Ray two weeks' pay. Marty says no, adding that Abby's an expensive woman. Ray gets a refund if he tells Marty who else she's been sleeping with. Marty had Ray and Abby followed. And what's really going to be funny is when Abby gives Ray that innocent look and says she doesn't know what Ray is talking about. The funniest thing to Marty 
is that Ray thinks Abby returned for him. Marty says if Ray comes on the property again, Marty will shoot him. Abby's phone rings. She calls out Marty's name, but he hangs up. Abby learns Ray doesn't have a girlfriend. She says she'll find a place to stay the next day. Ray offers the bed or the couch. She chooses the couch. Later, Abby can't sleep and walks into Ray's bedroom. In the morning, Marty grabs Abby. They struggle and Marty takes her outside. She bends back one of his fingers and kicks him in the groin. Marty drives off with his dog. Vissa insults Marty because of his finger. Marty then offers Vissa $10,000 to kill Abby and Ray. Vissa asks why he should trust Marty. Marty says, for the money. Vissa agrees, it is a lot of money. In Russia, they make only 50 cents per day. Marty should go fishing in Corpus for a few days and get himself noticed. Abby asks Maurice to keep an eye on Marty and Ray and make sure nothing happens. Maurice says it won't. Abby thanks Maurice and pecks him on the cheek. That night, Abby thinks Marty's in the house. Abby says he's real careful. She snuggles down again with Ray. When the couple's asleep, Vissa breaks in and takes the pearl-handled revolver from Abby's purse. There are three bullets in the gun. Vissa hands Marty an envelope. Inside are photos of Ray and Abby covered in blood. Vissa says the bodies are taken care of. The less Marty knows about it, the better. Vissa ensures nobody knows Marty hired him. Theirs is an illicit romance. They must be discreet and trust each other. Marty puts the photo in his safe and, with his foot on the desk, slides cash over to Vissa. Vissa takes Abby's pearl-handled revolver and shoots Marty. He wipes down the gun, kicks it across the room, and pockets the cash. Ray goes in the back room and sees Marty, lifeless. He accidentally kicks Abby's gun on the floor, which goes off and slides across the room. Ray puts the gun on the desk. Ray locks the door and turns off the lights. He soaks up some of the blood using his jacket. He wraps his jacket in a towel and uses it to wipe drops of blood. He puts Abby's gun in Marty's pocket and drags the body outside. Soon, Ray's driving along the road at night. On the radio, they believe the Antichrist is alive today.
Ray switches stations. Laboured breathing can be heard from the back of the car. Ray pulls over and leaves the car. Then he returns to it. He sees Marty crawling along the floor. Ray sees headlights fast approaching. He lifts Marty into his car. He digs a hole and starts burying Marty. Marty produces Abby's revolver, but the gun only clicks. Ray takes the gun and keeps burying. He goes to Abby's apartment and touches her hair as she sleeps. Later, she asks Ray why he didn't get into bed. He didn't think he could sleep. He's surprised Abby could. He took care of everything. Now all they have to do is keep their heads. She's confused. Ray says he went to the bar. She asks if Maurice was there. Ray says he was, but he didn't see Ray. Nobody did. Ray says they have to be smart. Also, if Abby shoots someone, she should make sure he's dead. Because if he isn't, he's going to try and kill you. Abby's still confused. He says what's important is that they did it. Abby says Ray's not acting like himself. The phone rings. Abby turns to Ray. The line goes dead. Abby asks what's going on with Ray and Marty. On the way out, he says she left her gun behind. On Maurice's answer phone, Marty's moaning that he just got back from Corpus and there's money missing from the safe. Maurice was told to watch Ray. Marty says the bar's going to be closed that night. But Marty wants a word with Maurice and Ray. Maurice tells Ray, in the strongest terms, he shouldn't have taken the money from the safe. The only people with the combination are Maurice, Ray and maybe Abby. Maurice says Ray has to do something. Either apologise, return the money or leave town. Visser goes to the bar. Abby arrives and Visser hides. She sees glass on the floor and papers everywhere, then returns home to bed. She wakes up coughing, then splashes water on her face. There's banging on the wall, then glass smashing and footsteps. Abby finds Marty on her bed. He tells her he loves her. Abby says she loves him too. He thinks she's only saying that because she's scared. Marty tells her she left her weapon behind and throws it to her. Marty says he'll kill her too before throwing up blood. Abby wakes up with a start.
Next morning, Abby tells Ray she thinks he broke into the bar for his money from Marty. Then Ray and Marty had a fight. Ray's been feeling sick recently. He tells Abby Marty was alive when Ray buried him. Abby tells Maurice something happened between Marty and Ray. Maurice says Ray stole lots of money from Marty, and Maurice doesn't want to be involved. Ray told Abby Marty's dead. Maurice says Marty called him after he was robbed. He doesn't think Marty's dead. Abby should relax, and Maurice will find him. Ray's at Abby's apartment, in darkness. Abby returns, turns on the light, and Ray is soon shot through the window. Abby crawls behind some furniture and throws her shoe, smashing the light. More glass shatters and Abby runs to the bathroom, where she opens the window. Visser walks in to find the open window. He reaches outside to the next window. Abby grabs Visser's hand and nails it to the windowsill with Ray's knife. Visser empties his gun blindly at the wall, then starts thumping it with his free hand. Finally, he bursts through and removes the knife from his hand. Abby gets her pearl-handled revolver and shoots Visser through the wall. She shouts that she's not afraid of him, thinking he's Marty. Visser starts laughing. He says if he sees Marty, he'll pass on the message. Starring John Getz, Francis McDormand, Dan Hedaya, rated 18, directed by Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen, released in the UK 1984, runtime 1 hour 39 minutes. <laughs>